Welcome to another episode of the Ad Geeks Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian, and welcome to another episode of Flashback Friday. We are at the 2008 NBA Draft. But before I jump into that, thank you for tuning into another episode of the Ad Geeks Podcast. Always remember to like, subscribe, share with a friend, whether you're on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to, whether you, you know, thank you for tuning into this best anime podcast, athletes podcast, sport podcast, whatever kind of podcast you want to know it as, podcast period. Thank you for tuning into this, making it your first listen of the day. You know, we drop these episodes early in the morning, sometimes in the afternoon, depending on the time, but we try to get them out there in the morning. Thank you for tuning in, whether you're driving, cleaning, whatever you're doing. Thank you for tuning in. But let's go ahead and jump right into this. The 2008 NBA draft. So originally, we had Chi-Town, Chi-Town take Derrick Rose with the number one overall pick. At number two, Miami took Michael Beasley. At number three, Minnesota traded with Memphis. But this time, this trade doesn't happen. So Minnesota is going to keep their original pick, but originally Minnesota traded with Memphis and then they did it. It was a 3D team trade. And then it was like for future picks and everything like that. So Memphis really had, um, what's called Minnesota took OJ Mayo trade him to Kevin Love. So OJ went three Seattle, um, took Russell Westbrook at four, then Kevin Love at five. That's what I was talking about with that trade at six. The New York Knicks took, um, Danilo Gallinari, at seven, the Clippers took Eric Gordon. At eight, um, Milwaukee took Joe Alexander. I wish I know they wish they could have that pick back. At nine, Charlotte took DJ Augustine. Ten, the Nets took Brooke Lopez. Eleven, Indiana took Jared Bayless, aka the NBA My Team Legend, Mister Ninety Five or Ninety Eight Mid Range, whatever he had. He was a My Team Legend back in like two K. Um, 14 and 15. He, he, he was he was OC. Um, then at number 12, Sacramento took Jason Thompson. At 13, Portland took Brandon Rush. And at 13, yeah, and at 14, Golden State took Anthony Randolph. So this draft has some hitters. This draft has some bums. I'm not gonna lie. 
Like I said, Milwaukee, I, w- I know they wish they could have their pick back with Joe Alexander. That did not work out at what at all. But today we're going to fix all of that. So with the number one pick for the NBA 2008 NBA redraft, the Charlotte, I said Charlotte, the Chicago Bulls select. Don't kill me. Don't kill me, but they taking Russell Westbrook. Mr. Triple-Double, 2020-20, OKC legend, that dog, Mr. I Yell at Babies. You know how we get down out here. You know how we get down out here. And I know well, before the Derrick Rose fans come out there, they kill me, say, nah, Charlotte, I mean, Chicago, like, nah, we stand with D-Rose, D-Rose legend. We D-Rose all day. Hold up, wait a minute. We don't know, and we don't know in the time frame if D Rose still gets hurt, but if he barring injury, D Rose still the best player in this draft. But we can't say barring injury because he got hurt. So because he got hurt, and Russell Westbrook's right there. Russell Westbrook might not be the youngest MVP ever, but he still got an MVP on his on his resume. Russell Westbrook, you know what you're gonna get from him. He got he got 10k more points than D Rose. He got 5k more rebounds. He got 5k more assists. They're both just athletic beasts. Neither one of them was a good shooter. Um, athletic beasts. Not neither one of them really bringing you that much defensively. But Russell Westbrook's bringing you more all around game at this point. D Rose bar injury probably would have became the better player, but we don't know. We can't do what is. We just do what we know. We do what we know. Russell Westbrook averages 22, 7, and 8 for a career. For a career. He's leading this entire draft in win shares. He's leading this entire draft in a boatload of stats. He is him. He's him. I might not be always the greatest Russell Westbrook fan, but because I, I love, I love that. Why not? I'm 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 old with the I got the what's it called zero twos. I got everything. I'm a Westbrook fan, but I might not always be a fan of his current game plan, gameplay and how he doesn't want to adapt his game. But we're not talking about 2022 Russell Westbrook. We're talking about 2008 Russell Westbrook. He might not have developed as quick as D-Rose, but I promise you, y'all aren't going to be disappointed in this draft. Y'all can talk all day, talking about we love D-Rose and your bias can stand in. But when Russ puts on that jersey for y'all and he leaves it all out there, I promise y'all not going to be disappointed. That man, a dog, we taking Russ number one. At number two, there your boy go right there. There your boy go right there. Derrick Rose is still coming out at number two. Um... Even with an injury play career, he an MVP. He the only other MVP out here. Those, 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 those like first three, four years, even with the injury, that man was a dog. That man was a problem. And I guarantee you, Miami's not gonna be like they not gonna be they not gonna be upset about it. that man gonna go out there. He gonna hoop hoop for real. Who? Let me go. Let me go back and look at that Miami roster. Matter of fact. That 2008 um, Miami roster, that 2008-2009 Miami roster finished third in what's called the Southeast Division. They were 43-39, and 39, and they were okay. They were okay. Mario Chalmers, his spot's gone. You still have D-Wade. So you have D-Wade plus Derrick Rose right there. Oh, my God. They're going to be destroying the basket. There's going to be slasher heaven. You want to be slasher heaven. Um. 
I think that team, I think that team works out. Um, I don't think D Rose is D Rose might not have that. He might not get that injury because he's in Miami now. He's not he, he's not gonna be in the game in that moment to you know, he's not gonna be in the game to get hurt like that. Let's be let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it a buck. D Rose shouldn't have been in that game where he messed up his knee, but here we don't know if it does happen. If it doesn't happen, we don't know. But I'm sure Miami is going to be happy with Derrick Rose. I'm sure Derrick Rose is going to be happy with Miami. At number three, uh, Minnesota doesn't trade their pick with Memphis this time. They keep their pick, and they're just going to go with Kevin Love. The like I said, the trade don't happen. They draft Kevin Love. Kevin Love spent those early years in Minnesota. He hooped out. He balled out. He had that one stretch when he was grabbing double-doubles like crazy. He was a monster in there in Minnesota. He just couldn't get there to win. I'm sure they would love to keep him there. And, I mean, hey, they trade him eventually for that number one pick, but I'm sure that they'll be happy keeping Kevin Love with Minnesota early on. At number four, since Russ isn't there, we're just going to have them take Ibaka instead. Um, same pick, only a bit earlier. Ibaka didn't go this early, obviously, but um, Ibaka went like 24th or something. This time they got Ibaka early on. Um, Ibaka's right there. He's just, he, like, I mean, he eventually can move. He, he's the, he was key to that young Thunder Corps. Eventually can move to that small ball big. I know he didn't play the first year. He didn't play his rookie year. I think he was still overseas playing, fulfilling his obligations overseas. So he's going to come that next year. But it's still fine. You still have Kevin Durant and you have Ibaka. I think you will be fine. Yes, you're going to miss um, Russell Westbrook. But if you still luck out next year and get James Harden, you'll have James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Ibaka. You're just going to be missing Russell Westbrook instead. I still think that the Thunder won't be upset with this pick. At number five, we have Memphis. And Memphis is going to take, I might have them take what's called Brooke Lopez. I'm going to have Memphis take Brooke Lopez. Let's go. Oh, look at that old Memphis roster. Yes, they have Mark Gasol. But look at right here. The, this is the year before they got Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph, I believe, is still in New York at this time. This is the year before they got Zach Randolph. Instead of having Zach Randolph and Mark Gasol, twin towers, like double big man, double like post up. Hey, let's have Brooke Lopez and Mark Gasol. You have a better defender. You have more size, and you have a better, like, I know Brooke Lopez took a while to develop the shot, but he has the post game. He can pass. Eventually, going to develop that shot. Mark Gasol and Brooke Lopez instead of Mark Gasol and Zach Randolph for that grit and grout. Boy, imagine that. Imagine Mark Gasol and Brooke Lopez instead as the twin towers. Boy, whoo, that was going to be a problem. Now, that lineup right there was going to be a problem because we hadn't switched into where small ball was um, the the meta yet. Small ball wasn't the meta yet, so having a double big with that lineup, I feel like that would have been crazy. And you still have Rudy Gay there. You still have what's called Kyle right before they traded him off and Mike Conley. Oh, boy, this I feel like this would have been all right. This would have been an all right squad. This would have been an all right squad. Um, At number, what are we at? Number six. At number six, New York took Danilo Gallinari. I'm not having them keep that Danilo Gallinari pick. I don't think that's a bad pick. Danilo Gallinari was solid for them. Um, they are they were already big and guard heavy, so a versatile wing that can shoot can contrib- contribute quite a bit. If I remember, they were pretty big and guard heavy, and yeah, they were. They were. You see, they still got a lot of guards on their roster. They got a lot, ton of point guards and shooting guards, a ton of centers. 
they they don't really have any small fours on there. They have Wilson Chandler, Joe Crawford, Jared Jeffries. It's not so. I'm like, I feel like throwing Danilo Garnier. He was playing the three at times. Then he jumps in at the four. He can play either one. I feel like that would have been a that would have been a good spot to have him right there. Um, they have him listed as a shooting guard, six ten shooting guard his rookie year. So having him there at the small four, I feel like he would have been he would have been perfectly fine right there. At number eight, Milwaukee does not fumble this bag this time and get Joe Alexander. This time, I'm going to have them take Goran Dragic. Goran Dragic. I feel like that's the best pick for them right there to go ahead and grab Goran Dragic. Get a solid guard who was pretty key throughout the season. He's had He had a good career, a solid career, a good scorer, a good facilitator, a good starting caliber point guard. Milwaukee at the time, their point guards were Luke Ridnour, Damon Jones, and Tyron Lue. Older Tyron Lue and Damon Jones. And so I feel like, oh, they also have Ramon Sessions. I feel like that would have been fine. Ramon Sessions was was coming off a pretty nice rookie year, pretty monster rookie year. But knowing high size 2020 and seeing what he ended up turning into, I think Gordon Dodger would have been fine. Gordon Dodger, we obviously saw in those Phoenix days too, can play off ball at the two and just go with a score, more scoring-wise, if Ramon Session wants to still be there playmaking. I just feel like uh, Milwaukee will be fine right there at number eight. At number nine, we have the Charlotte Bobcats. And this time, instead of having DJ Augustine, I'm going to have them take Nicholas Batum. Nicholas Batum is a versatile, you know, do-it-all wing. Not many weaknesses in his game. Nicholas Batum was just... He's always just been solid. He's always just been fairly solid. No complaints there. He can shoot the ball. He can play make. He can, um, what's called, he can dribble. He can rebound. He's a good defender. Can um, defend some bigs, can defend guards, wings, can do a lot of things. He's just a perfect glue guy. You don't, he's not going to be your star. He's not going to be your 25 and 5 guy, but he can be your 15 five and five guy and be consistent. He can be a consistent starting small four for your team or small ball power for depending on how you want it. Um, with this Charlotte team, they also have, you see they have Boris Diaw still there. Boris Diaw can play multiple positions with a four and five as well. It stretch the floor. I just feel like defensively and versatility wise, this would have been a good fit right here with them. Um, maybe you could have argued, get them a guard, but uh, Diglas Batum was a good playmaker as well, and I just say go with the best available. Get that glue guy. Some of the guards and some of the players on their team that you're like, oh, well, we can go with fit, but some of those players aren't going to, you know, they're probably not going to last on that team much longer. So why not get a solid player that will get that um, foundation, get that building block, and you can aim for a superstar later on. So I'm going to have them go with Nicholas Batum. At number 10, the New Jersey Nets no longer get Brooke Lopez. So I'm going to have them taking another center because the center was still a solid thing for them. I'm gonna, Instead of having um, Brooke Lopez, I'm going to have them take DeAndre Jordan. You know, Mr. He got, he got, he, 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 he's got an all-NBA. He was 13 all-NBA back in his Clipper days. Really good defender, lob threat. Can do a lot of things on the defensive end. 
in. He was blocking shots. He could, he, he was a problem. He was a problem. He's not going to space the floor. He's not going to do anything like that and play mate, but he's going to do what you need. He's going to be a solid role, man. He's going to dunk everything. He's going to block a ton of shots and he's just going to, he's going to do his job. He's going to be his job, especially early on. So I'm going to have New Jersey Nets take DeAndre Jordan at 11, Indiana. We're going to have Indiana. Instead of taking Jared Bayless right here, we're going to have them take somebody they took later on. We're going to have Indiana take Roy Hibbert, the Mr. Verticality himself. Um, the de- the defensive anchor. I, no, actually, they did. They did take, uh, what's it called? They did, they did take, um, what's his name, early on, didn't they? No, that, was, that wasn't Curry. They didn't take, uh, they took Jared Bayless. For some reason, in my mind, they took Roy Hibbert right there. Um, that they took Jerry Bayless. What pick was Roy Hibbert? No, nah, I'm all lost in the sauce. I'm confused. I want to know where Roy Hibbert found out. Was he undrafted? Was Roy Hibbert undrafted? Don't tell me Roy Hibbert was undrafted. Was Roy Hibbert undrafted? Let's find out because I don't remember what draft pick he was. He was a 17th pick to the Toronto Raptors. That's where he went. And then he, okay, okay, there we go. There we go. Toronto drafted him at 17, but they didn't keep him. They, yeah, they, they drafted him and they traded him to Indiana right away. I knew he started his career off with Indiana. I just couldn't remember what pick he went. So he went 17, got traded there immediately. So this time, instead of waiting to 17, we're just going to have them take him at 11. Um, Even though his peak was very short, out of all the bigs remaining, he probably... Like he, he probably the best big better. Even though JaVel McGee is still on the board and he had a longer career because JaVel McGee is still in the league. Those two, three, four years of Roy Hibbert being a defensive monster, leading the league in blocks and doing everything or being up there in blocks, doing everything there, those Indiana battles versus Miami Heat, I'm taking those three, four years. I'm taking that three, four years where he was peak and he was a defensive monster and an all-star. I'm taking that over the the longevity of like JaVel McGee and some of these other bigs on the um on the board. I think he's just he just fits in well. You still have Danny Granger there, everything like that. I just think Roy Hibbert is the right pick there. At 12, Sacramento. This time we're gonna go a different route. We're not gonna go big this time with Sacramento. We're gonna take George Hill at the point guard position. Uh, George Hill is a solid point guard. He's always he's always put up decent stats. He's a good floor general. He can do a lot of things. Um, their point guards at the time aren't beating out George Hill. If we're being honest, Kevin Martin's still there, so you have a go-to score. Let um, what's called George Hill go there, play defense, uh, facilitate, stretch the floor, do a lot of other things. Um, uh, what's called the uh, like I said, the point guards on the court at the time, like Bobby Jackson and such, they're not gonna take his spot. Uh, Will Solomon, everything like that. They're not. They're not gonna give. Um, George Hill a threat right there at that point guard position. Let George Hill go there. And maybe instead of trading George Hill for Kawhi, as far as to it, maybe Sacramento gets that deal. Who knows? Um, at number 13, we have Portland in the Portland Trailblazers. Instead of dra- drafting Brandon Rush, we're going to have them take um, my Miami legend Mario Chalmers. Mario Chalmers can stretch the floor. He's a tough-nosed defender. His career might not have been the best, but that's an NBA champion right there. 
And I think like I, I it's just another. I feel like they should get a point guard off the board. If I'm remembering that that Trailblazer roster, right? Let me go look at it. Yeah, they got Brandon Roy there, but Steve Blake and Jared Bayless right there as their point guards, and Sergio Rodriguez. Like I, I knew I could remember their point guards weren't that good at this time. So instead of going there to pair with Brandon Roy, because I love Brandon. Brandon Roy is probably one of my top five favorite players of all time. So the pair with Brandon Roy and Lamarcus Aldridge, get them a solid point guard that can that doesn't that's not ball dominant, can shoot the ball and play defense, and that's what Mario Chalmers is going to bring to the uh, floor, stretch the floor, play defense, and that's all they need. They don't need him to be ball dominant or anything like that. I think that would be a good fit right there for Portland. Get uh, Lamarcus Aldridge the ball, get Brandon Roy the ball, and then make sure to make their lives easier by hitting your three, your open threes. Um, and then the last pick of the lottery that we're going to discuss today, we have the Golden State Warriors selecting O.J. Mayo, the bucket himself. O.J. Mayo, I wanted him to go so much earlier. I wanted O.J. to go so much earlier, but we all know there was different problems here and there. O.J. Mayo was a really, really good scorer. He was a really, really good scorer, but there's problems here and there um, with him. The only problem I had about him going here was Monte Ellis is still here. So we saw Monte and Steph didn't work a two undersized guard. OJ's like six four, six five, so he's not undersized. He can play. He can play that shooting guard. Slide Monte over to the point guard, even though Monte's not the facilitator. Um, try to get like try to bring in like a facilitating small forward or a point forward or something like that, or just have two offensive power scorers right there. And just let them go like that. Or maybe since Monte's still young, he's only in year three, maybe he can develop more into a playmaker and stop trying to be so score heavy and ball dominant. Start trying to get him to buy in more and be like, hey, facilitate here and there. Move you to the point guard, let OJ be right there to help you with the ball as well. I just think having a good spot right there, like a, a good score, um, you're at the end of the lottery. Take a swing on him. Take a swing on him. Yes, you could go like a safer pick like um Robin Lopez or stuff because their bigs aren't that heavy at all but it's like hey you're the 14th pick of the lottery take a swing on a player uh oj was a solid player and a solid scorer take a swing on him see how it works out see see if monte and oj work out there see if oj can build a better career out there with y'all instead who knows what's gonna happen i say take a swing on him see where it goes on but anyways this has been another episode of the ath geeks podcast always 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 remember to respect women but most importantly remember to respect yourself and we out. Oh